You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly food? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. We're back. We're so back. Did you not hear me when I said, do you want to take us in? And you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying, did you hear the music coming through your <laughs> headphones? So, you know, and immediately in mid-season form, you are back with the Philly Specialist after a off-season off. Uh, we are not being paid to be uh, at training camp yet by our loving fans, so uh, we didn't want to be a news aggregator odd, uh, podcast, so we let everything transpire. We're going to catch everybody up on what's happened this off season. give uh, high-level news and notes from everything that's gone down during training camp, uh, give some season predictions, and uh, kick this season off, season three of the Philly Specialist. A lot of people I can't said, believe it. A lot of people said it, it was never going to happen. Uh, Damo said, there's no way. You guys are going to get bored. She, she thought we'd have four episodes. Yeah, well, we, I think she was under the impression that the only thing we knew how to talk about uh, when it comes to podcasting is Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts, which she's correct. It just has been <laughs> 36 episodes <laughs> of somehow shoehorning that argument in uh, as opposed to uh, just four. Uh, I, I've decided – I've made an executive decision for the podcast this year. We're not talking about Carson Wentz. Um, we have to literally talk about un- him twice. Unless – it's Washington week. Right. I don't want to hear it otherwise. I just don't fucking care. It doesn't matter anymore. I it no longer matters. I don't have anything uh, left to say. I mean, uh, this is now an anti-Jameis Winston podcast for yes. this year. Yes, um, we are not on the... Although, I do like Jameis Winston. I, I know. But I, I, I got to root against yeah, him this year. I definitely have to root against him. But uh, I think the last time we talked to everybody... A lot of things have gone down. Uh, in short, I'm, I'm thinking very high level. Uh, two things happened in the last two days, which I think we can touch on. After we touch on uh, one of the major concerns that we had out of the draft was that they didn't address corner two. Yes. Uh, a week later, the Eagles did sign James Bradbury, which we were super stoked on. But again, uh, we got lazy. It was summer. What did you want us to do? Yeah, listen, I, you know. It's the droll days. I t- honestly, once the Eagles were out of it, I mean, I, I still watch football, but I was just here so I didn't get fined. Right, I, right. You know, we had, to, we had to wrap it up as best we could, but we were ready to go. But <laughs> it's September again, baby. Yeah, we're ready. We're, full, we're full, full of hope. I can tell you for a fact how excited I was to podcast. Uh, I was driving over here. Uh, down Snyder Avenue, and I put on WIP as I do, and Joe Gagilio was doing the Joe Gagilio thing, uh, and his topic of the day was, well, I just think that this 2022 Eagles team is just more talented up and down the roster than that 2017 team. And I yelled at my uh, car, to my car radio, so I knew I was ready to talk sports because WIP has gotten me fired up just to talk about it and disagree with people. Um, you Crazy. disagree with that take? Because I think that's a totally fair take. I think that that 2017 team, uh, if you look at each name on paper, it may not be like because you're looking at like career for career, but like I think of like in the old, you remember the old WWE games where you could play as like 2002 Shawn Michaels or 1998 
Shawn Michaels where they were different wrestlers in different time periods. I don't know if you played the WWE games, but you could play once or twice. You could play as them in different eras of their career. Okay. And it's like 2017 Alshon Jeffrey, I was amazing. But I don't really know what 2022 AJ Brown is. I mean, look at them up and down and like, oh, I could see it. But that team had so many players that played over and above what their they played their ceiling in some of the cases even higher. So it's like I look at like that talent level and it's hard to say like, oh, this 2022 team is more talented. I guess if you say on paper, I, I guess the I argument think, is. I think it's like it's. Hard. I don't want to say anything bad about the seventeen team. I would never, but they did catch lightning in a bottle, right? I mean, you know, this team just looks structurally so sound. Yeah, you know, I'm very like there, there are very few weaknesses on this team, and there's even less uh, after the draft and after this most recent off season. The off season was great. I mean, Howie, Howie, just in the last couple of days mm-hmm. has just doubled down on the masterclass this year of just. Just just fixing old mistakes, getting value where there is none. Um, you know, t- he turned J.J. Arcega-Whiteside into picks, then in turn turned those picks into Chauncey, Gardner-Johnson, Johnson-Gardner. CD- Why can't I remember? C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And he calls his grandfather Pop-Pop. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that's, that's in line. The Phil- that Phil- Philly guy. Philly guy. That. And then they flipped Rager for essentially those picks that they had sent over to. Uh, it's uh, a fifth or, I'm sorry, it's a seventh and a conditional fifth that it's could be a fourth that could fourth be a fifth can, if, if he yeah, doesn't meet certain uh, expectations yeah. or, or, or stats, which is so crazy. Someone said, uh, and I know the contract has something to do with it, but the Eagles, if that holds and it's a fourth rounder, got more for Jalen Rager than the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper, which is just stupid. It, this has been this has been a pro Howie podcast for a very long time. We we have. I just want everybody to know, in case you weren't sure, we've been Howie guys for quite a while. We we have been we have been, and I think something that needs to be said is that in in a league full of flipping your your team over and over again when things aren't going well, the best teams in the league, you know, the Steelers of the world, the Patriots of the world. Uh, Green Bay, to a lesser extent, they've had the same quarterback for so long, 12 years or whatever it was, uh, that Rodgers been there. Stability goes a really long way in the NFL, uh, and I think that stability through Howie Roseman is proving to be a very, very uh, beneficial thing for the Eagles. And if I sound distracted, it's because we are also drafting a fantasy league we are drafting in the middle of this the uh, most insane fantasy league on the planet actually so we'll keep you guys updated on how that draft is going we are also hosting now we've been hosting a uh, fantasy league for a while i've been commissioning it for a little while but it is now the official philly specialist podcast fantasy football league and we're gonna have weekly updates on that as well uh i'll tell you how i'm spanking everybody yeah yeah. it'll be a good time i just want to say i got an a plus on rate my fantasy team, and then I got an A plus on uh, my draft or whatever. It was another third party thing. I was like roster baiting pretty hard uh, over the weekend, and I'm up in three picks. <laughs> and uh, essentially, uh, it just means my team is doomed to fail without a shadow of a doubt. That's always how it goes. Um, but 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 back back to the Eagles uh, again. Howie Roseman. I think everybody can say it was a, a very high. And I went with Justin Jefferson. <laughs> uh, a very successful offseason. 
uh, for Howie. He he really uh, addressed a lot of needs, and I I think overall I wouldn't say it was it didn't it, for as much talent as he brought in. I didn't think like it feels like a the Eagles had sold out for for who they've received. I think everything was done you know in pretty pretty in line with what the value was for that player. Uh, and well, I think he I think he beat the value on most of his deals. I took Cooper Cup. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we are in even the incremental changes, you know, the, the things that don't get talked about as much like Kaiser white kind of gets overlooked when you start talking about Nicobe Dean, Hassan Reddick, but that's a huge change, right? That's a huge, huge change. You know, there's little things like that, that just matter. This, this Chauncey Gardner thing, that's very helpful. Having somebody that's a hybrid player that can come and play nickel you know that can that can play press where Avante Maddox is a little bit of a liability that can back up in the safety. So you you know you're not you don't have the weakness that Anthony Harris was giving you at the safety position. You know those kind of things are huge. Those little differences, not just the big splashy things, not just the AJ Browns, not just the high Jordan Davis picks, but those small incremental changes that that they 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 serve as. Tiny, they feel tiny. They feel small when you when you put them up against these big moves, but they just keep the cogs rolling. They just prevent the mistakes, and they they allow your star players to shine. Yeah, they're they're doing what what good teams what good teams do in the margins, and, and that's getting better, even if it's slightly better. And and Howie Roseman is a a true, I, I think, savant when it comes to just constantly looking for ways to improve the team. And you know, you look back on it as a as a cautionary tale when it comes to the missed draft picks. Where, you know, he had a couple bad drafts in a row, but you know, no one was calling for Bill Belichick's head when they drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. Nobody was, you know, it, it happens. And I think ultimately, you got to give a hat tip to a lot of people who, you know, Laurie and and Howie both holding on and putting uh, this team in a position now. Two years after it looked like, you know, when we started this podcast, I think we really felt like we were in for a long couple of years. I think, yeah. I think, and and now you're sitting here with what I see as a loaded roster, uh, a lot of weight on on your quarterback, but also flexibility with two first round picks and two uh, second round picks, and then year after to position yourself if Jalen isn't the guy. Uh, which we'll, we will get to, I'm sure, thousands of times over the season, uh, that that the Eagles are in a position to not only succeed with Jalen, but with whoever they want because they have the flexibility now to to make this team either better with Jalen or find an op, an upgraded option, especially in this t- day and era, day, uh, what is the term? Day, day and age. Day and age, yeah. Where it's not like it was... Not even five years ago, where these quarterbacks get locked up forever, there are these older uh, mercenary quarterbacks that seem to pop up year after year after year, and I think that's a trend that's going to continue as as you know as time goes along. So I think you know hat tip to Howie, um, and I think overall I'd say a pretty damn good off season, all things considered. Yeah, well, um, let's talk about let's talk about training camp. Let's talk about you know. Some of the storylines. Anything? Anything you found like particularly interesting? I thought the Devin Allen thing was kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, he was cut today, but then he made it back to the practice squad, so that's pretty cool. Thought that was interesting. Um, you know, 
Covey, that was your boy. Yeah, Covey, I was really hopeful for. Uh, I know that I should have done my homework and listened to the crazy takes I had <laughs> during the draft podcast. I guess, I guess Covey, I was I was pretty hype on. But I'm glad he made the pl- practice squad. I think he's a, an interesting pl- player, and maybe he moves up now that you need a, a punt returner with in Jalen Rager's ab- absence. So who knows? Maybe we'll get more Covey. Than yeah, I, I, what's your what's your opinion on? I, I've seen a lot of people talking about using. Um, I gotta make this pick. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> Finally got Javante Williams. I'm six fucking leagues in, and I just got Javante Williams for I'm, the first time. I'm pretty happy. I got a uh, Saquon. Uh, this league means I, I don't want to say this, Zach. Zach, you listen, but come on. It, this is a crazy. It's an I, insane. I'm, I don't. I get. I get more for a T-shirt that I'm selling. The Philly Specialist Bonfire.com forward slash the Philly Specialist. Buy our T-shirts. Uh, we get more than what the buy-in for this league is per T-shirt. So that's true. That's so, just profit. That's straight profit. That's just profit. Just, just profit. If you guys buy two T-shirts, both of our ways are paid into this league. You really would appreciate that. Uh, and we only want it so that we can make more T-shirts with our shitty catchphrases on it and then buy them and wear them around. So Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of what we... We took 100% of the profits so far and bought them for ourselves. <laughs> so thanks for the T-shirts, thanks. suckers. <laughs> so... so uh, in in a uh, garage, uh, the bartender Matt said, "You know he's good because somebody asked for my ID, new bartender, and he said he's fine." He's like, "He vouches for you," and he said, "That guy's part of the Philly Specialist." And I actually, <laughs> I I knew it was like just like a joke, like oh, like, but it was still enough to fluster me. And I said, "I'll have a beer." And I didn't talk for like five minutes. I was, <laughs> I had a uh, a full blown panic attack, mental breakdown. Um, you know, I don't. You guys probably remember when we did a live show. If you're listening, you may have been there. Yeah. Uh, we did a live show at Tap Room, and every single time I go into Tap Room now, if, if I see if I see Pat, the owner Pete, Pat, Pete, Pete, <laughs> sorry, Pete, Jesus Christ, I'll be like, Yo, you guys are gonna do another one? You wanna do another one? Like it was a great time. So it worked out. That, yeah. That people that sell alcohol. They like us. Yeah, definitely. I can't definitely. figure out why. I, I I have a few fifteen reasons every Saturday. <laughs> uh, so so I I guess going back to the to the conversation on the training camp, I, I would say that the most encouraging uh, thing that I've I've heard out of training camp is the immediate effectiveness of um, Jordan Davis. I, I a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's going to take a little bit," um, but people are like, "He's a man." And then same thing, Cam Jurgens this year, like this uh, preseason rather, showing like there's a reason that you you lock up center for for the next you know however many years you can, barring injury, you know, and, and just seeing that these young rookies, lesser extent Cam, but uh, Davis, just immediate impact was very encouraging and then the other thing actually i I don't want to take yours in case you have it so is there anything particular that came out of training camp so far that's that's excited you um i mean i i i know this now i'm probably taking yours but i have to admit i am excited uh about the strides that they're saying hertz has made because that's that's going to make all the i mean everybody knows quarterbacks most i'm not telling anybody anything they don't know but Hearing that he is more patient, hearing that he is getting through his reads, hearing that he is hitting the middle of the field and the left side of the field, that excites me because that's what this team needs. It needs 
it doesn't need him to be any more spectacular because being spectacular is something he can do. He can flash, right? Mm-hmm. But it needs him to be more grounded and more consistent in the interim. And hearing that he is working on that and that he's getting better at that, that that thrills me because that means that we have a serious chance of being a really good team this year. Yeah, yeah. I think what we said after the draft was all he has to do is be, uh, you know, above average or average, and with this supporting cast, it, it, it's it's enough to be a very dangerous team. The fact that we are drafting this team and 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 podcasting at the same time, uh, so impressive without skipping a beat. Without skipping a beat. That we've put together a team of Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Alvin Kamara, and Javante Williams, and Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Mark Andrews, and Saquon Barkley, while recording a podcast. Insane, so good. Feels good, man. Um, the the thing that I thought you were going to say uh, that that I didn't want to steal from you is actually sometimes you get this highly touted uh, free agent or trade, and you know it's it's exciting, but. You know, like Namdi Asamoah didn't live up to the signing. A.J. Brown, all you hear every single day is another spectacular catch from A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown can't be covered. They, he's too big. He's too he strong. He's the truth. A.J. He's, Brown is the truth. He's going to be such a different ma- difference maker on this offense. And it's just – it was nerve-wracking because of, like, why would you give it up and not want to pay this guy? You know, there were parts of that trade that smelt fishy – from the Tennessee side, I was still very excited. Obviously, I you know you can listen back. I was ecstatic, but there was like a fear, like why wouldn't you sign this guy? There's got to be something that they may know, but maybe maybe Tennessee just knew that their time was up, and and you I, know I feel like that's probably the most likely scenario is that you know I, I don't I don't think Tennessee's good enough to make it over the hump, mm-hmm. and they probably know that as well. I mean. It, it it's a roulette game with Derrick Henry right now. Right. I mean, listen, I love Derrick Henry. He's a great player, but he's, what, 27, 28? He's got more miles on him than probably anybody in this league. I mean, he's been running to the ground every year that he's been in the league. Yeah. I mean, he, he gets a ton of carries. And so, you know, it's kind of a waiting game, I think. Why would you make a huge investment for four years in a wide receiver when you don't have a quarterback a year and a half from now, you may not have a running back. You know, where is this team at? You know, they've been perpetually good, but not good enough. And so it's prob- they're probably staring down a rebuild within the next season or two. And, you you know, you might as well get something for it. And they got a guy that's, you know, comped to A.J. Brown in, yeah. in Traylon Burks. And, you know, they've got him cheaper four years. So you can get to the other side of this rebuild and still have him at a relatively reasonable price, especially if you have the fifth-year option. Yeah, and, so, and, and look no further than uh, how you felt when you read that uh, Seattle re-signed DK for five years. You, I mean, I, I don't think anybody looked at that move and was like, that was very impressive, that was a very good idea. It's like, you're going to have Drew Locke, unless unless they get lucky and they, they, they stink so bad, they get the first overall pick, and now you have uh, Young throwing to him, and Young has to pan out, but... I mean that's that's the what you're gambling on with signing a a a, a wide receiver of that caliber for as long as you are because you're going to limit yourself in other positions. But all that being said, to hear that AJ Brown is everything that we wanted him to be is is very exciting. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Is there anything I guess um, that you heard during training camp? concerned you any anything out of the news stories that were disappointing something anything along along those lines 
Um, you know, one thing I will say, when I watched him play, specifically in a Jets game, when I watched Nakobe Dean play, I thought he looked really good. I thought yeah. he looked I thought he looked as advertised. He looked smart. He was on the ball. He was, you know, he's he had a nose for the ball, you know, is what I should say. Um was picking the right holes, was seemed like he was playing well, but from what I've little bit that I've heard about him is that he does seem small. He may be getting like you know, overpowered a little bit. We knew that that was potentially going to happen. He is a little bit undersized. I don't think it's a long-term concern. I think, you know, he is a rookie. Uh, He is coming off an injury. He's going to be in an NFL weight room for the first time. Um, And I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be a seriously good player. And I think, you know, I I just, I worry about the impact he'll have at least for like the first half of this year Mm -hmm. because that's suddenly a crowded room. Yeah, yeah, I think... One thing, I mean, Kazir White, really good signing and has impressed during camp. And I think because of that, a lot of expectation of, like, Dean. I, I, I thought we were getting a finished product, and, you know, we were touting him I think, as a, I, I don't think he's not a finished – I think he's a polished player. Yeah. I, I think I, it's a physical thing that will take time for a guy, you know, who's – what's he, 22? Yeah. To kind of get his body under him at an NFL level. That just happens. I mean, Devontae Smith is – Bigger this year, right? He's bulked up a little bit. Wow, this year. hoogies! Yeah, well, yeah. he do loves you, them. He loves wow, yeah, he does love them. Which is like someone needs to get that guy some good hoogies. Because now, look, I've been a wow, wow over sheets guy my whole entire life. I was an Android over iPhone guy. I'm not gonna drop that take here. I'm not. I'm not saying it because wow, wow, I think is still above, but the gap has closed. What versus sheets? Yeah. I mean, they. Let's be honest. It's it's they, their hoagies both suck. Yeah, we can all be honest with ourselves here, right? They're like, not, they're not what they. Wawa if definitely you, had better hoagies. If you're in Delco, maybe you think yeah that's sacrilege. But I got Little Nick's not far from here. I'm not going to fucking Wawa yeah. with Little Nick's on 13th and Shunk. Fuck Primo. I'll, I'll eat a Primo. Oh yeah, of Little course. Nick's. Pastaficio. Oh, Pastaficio's got any of these stuff. hoagie spots. You know, look, little Nick's Cosmies. Little Nick's is throwing out uh, fucking sponsorships left and right. Dags and somebody, someone make a Philly specialist. I already know the recipe. It's a perfect sandwich. It's a chicken cutlet that you dip in vodka sauce, put long hots on it, and mozzarella cheese. It's it. Simple sandwich. Call it the Philly specialist. Boom. Who's gonna do it? S- somebody. Fuck. Uh, alleviate media hook us up with the sandwich shop stat yeah first, first request of she's the, probably got a sandwich shop on her yeah, roster definitely, definitely does if not we're gonna have to just settle for all that dance is it all that dancer jason douglas's that she jason douglas jason douglas will just do a whole bl- uh, blown philly specialist musical i don't know if it's a coincidence or not but ever since we started doing advertising for alleviate media she got a lot of new skyrocketed a lot of new clients <laughs> her prices went up whoa uh, damn. not for us. Not for us. We are <laughs> we are still paying. Uh, she's getting ten uh, percent of all proceeds and profit that we've made thus far. We owe her eight dollars. We owe her eight dollars. We owe. Uh, uh, we're in the uh, rears. Eight bucks. We got to give her a t-shirt. <laughs> One t-shirt on bonfire dot com forward slash the Philly Specialist. I really hope that's the website. Just uh, go to our Instagram and click yeah. the link tree. Oh, we got a link tree. Yeah, our OnlyFans is on there, too. Subscribe. Our OnlyFans is on there. We've never posted on there yet, though. Yet. Yet. 
Uh, yeah, so I think my biggest concern was also going to be Nicobe Dean, and, and I didn't see it as like a I'm afraid of, of how things are going to go. I think he's going to be a good player. I heard somewhere, and I, I can't remember the source, but it was probably Jimmy Kemsky because he's my favorite person in Philadelphia media these days, uh, said that a lot of his skill and, and value in Georgia was being the smartest guy on the field by a wide margin. And I think that going to an NFL level doesn't mean that he'll he'll lose that, but it's he's no longer like head and shoulders above everybody else at that in that context, which I think is is a good way of explaining it. And I think less concerning because it's something that time will will ultimately provide a a, a opportunity for him to get back to that level of being a, a field general in that context. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that because I'm concerned. I'm just trying to think of negatives that came out of camp because camp was pretty much overwhelmingly yeah. positive. So you know, if there's one negative, that's one. Uh, I don't know. There were a couple. And true to my Twitter name, I just drafted Jalen Hurts. There's a run on quarterback there. Oh, had to do it. Had to do it. I guess I should have taken a I should have taken a quarterback. Oh well. Yeah. This is just a mock draft for me at this point. <laughs> uh, it's free content in the middle of this podcast. That's true. So let's talk about what's coming up. We are a week, uh, 11 days? 11 days. 11 days out from the first game of the season against the Lions. Uh, the Lions were a pretty poopy team last year. I do think they've got some improvement. You know, DeAndre Swift is awesome. Yeah. He's a great player. Um Amon Ross St. Brown experienced a pretty significant breakout toward the end of the year last year. They're not a bad team. I think they're, I, well, they're a bad team, but they're not what they were last year when we routed them. Yeah, 44-6 um, to six or whatever it was. I still think it's a win all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more nervous about it because, like, it, when the season schedule released, I was very excited to have Detroit week one. I am less excited to have Detroit week one than I was four, three months ago. Uh, I, I don't know if that means I predicted it as a loss because I, I don't. I think they do win this game. I feel very good about the Eagles this year, so you're going to hear a lot more wins than losses. So I, I'm going to say it's a win. Uh, and then, you know, that's in Detroit. Then you come back for the home opener on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. Well, what do you think about the Vikings? Do you, do you have any fear of that game? Cause yeah, I th- listen, the Vikings are here. I think them being here gives us a little bit of an edge. But how could you not have a little bit of fear mm-hmm. uh, going into a game against Justin Jefferson, a newly healthy Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook? You know, I know Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, but they've got that new air raid offense installed. Um you know, I think I think that's uh, they've been a good team for a while. I think they're going to continue to be a good team, and I think that's a tough game. I don't think that's a lock win. No, I I think that part of me feels like a, a safe bet would be seeing the Eagles go one and one through these first two games. I don't know which loss it was would be. You know, the one, but I I think it's going to be win the first game. <sighs> nah, nah. Birds by a million. They're, they're going to beat the Vikings. It's too early in the season for the Vikings. They're not going to have, uh, they're not going to feel as good uh, as I think they are this early. I think it's still going to be some growing pains for them. So you know what? Let's let's go with another win 
and they beat the Vikings. They're two and zero. Okay, uh, and then we go to Washington. That's a win, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a, the first game against uh, Carson. I think uh, Washington is a little sleepy in terms of uh, the, you know they might be a little better than people give them credit for uh, because of that defense. Had such a bad year last year, but all the talent is still there. Uh, I think the Eagles do luck out, though, uh, by avoiding uh, uh, Chase Young. I think he's out for the first four weeks. So, yeah, I have that as a win as well. So are we both at 3-0, or did you? Um, I could go either way on the Vikings. Because then we got the Jags at home. We beat the Jags. We beat the Jags. An emotional pregame ceremony for for Dougie P I hope. I love Doug. Really got his I I wish him the best and I hope that yeah, team does that's well. That's how I feel too. It was time but I I I do root for Doug. Cards that's a tough one too a little bit. Um I think I think that's early in the season no DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. There is some question marks there. Um I just hope it's a double XP weekend for Call of Duty. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um but I would I would I'm more confident Against Cardinals, I am the Vikings. I know that sounds crazy. No, I I, I agree 100. percent You're du- you're ducking uh, Hopkins, and you want to talk about a dysfunctional franchise? Those Cardinals. I mean, they they just can't get out of their own way. I I, I can't believe it. Like they, that contract. I just think uh, I feel good. I think they they do <laughs> they do start the season five and zero, which is just stupid. Uh, I'm such a delusional Eagles fan. And I don't even, you know, Dallas at home, week six, with the bye upcoming. I mean, come on. Dallas has to come to us. Yeah, they're coming here. So we're we're a juggernaut. We're 5-0 and there. We're probably going to split with them, so maybe we'll just win this one. Yeah, I figure. Yeah, five. <laughs> so now we're 6-0. and All right, but, you know, at, at the very least. 4-2. and 4-2, I think. 4-2. I think 4-2 yeah. is reasonable to expect here. Then you go into, you go into that Dallas game. Like you said, they're coming here. We're going to split, but just because it's fun, let's yeah. say we win this. Yeah. So this has us five and two. Then the Steelers got to come here. Right. Um, after a bye, resting up your team. Yeah, and after I get married. And after you I get, get married. I get married that week of the bye. Of the bye. That was not planned. Work. It was divine intervention. So good. Such a such a good situation there. Uh, so be, for that reason, for the like the Eagles coming off the bye, and then also me getting married and hyping everybody up. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to feel they're gonna, good. They're going to crush the Steelers. They're probably going to be the first NFL team to ever score eighty. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. And I'll be at that game. With, oh, word with Ed Maruka and his father-in-law, who's a, a big Eagles fan, who's a trainer somehow. So got his tickets. So I'm pretty hyped about that. Sick. Uh, I can't wait to bully Ed so bad he jumps off the third terrace of the link because I think we're going to beat them that bit. Uh, Houston in Houston on a Thursday night. Houston stinks. We're gonna be we're gonna beat the shit out of them. <laughs> we're gonna beat the shit out of them. What are we at now? <laughs> we're nine and zero. We're eight no, and no, eight and zero with the bye. No, Six we're not eight and zero. I have them at eight and zero. No, I, I, I'm, I got us losing to the Vikings and the Cardinals. Six and two. I don't think we're actually gonna lose, but I don't want to be the schmuck that's sitting here seriously saying right. right. <laughs> so we're seven and two, right? Uh, no, the bye. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Eight games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're beating Houston. I, did we say that? That's week nine. So we're eight games. We're six and two. So, okay, we're six and two. And Washington then the commanders. 
seven and two. We're gonna beat them seven and two. All right, all right. Well, here's where it gets a little interesting. This is a tough little. We're gonna lose to the Colts. We'll lose to the Colts in Indy. Coming back down to earth. Green Bay at home. Packers got to come here. They got to come here. <laughs> We've hey. had their number for a little while. Listen, it's hard to uh, it's hard to pre- prepare. This is the first time the Packers will be seeing Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think we lose that game. Uh, I think we in this next little set. You know, if I'm trying to use my football brain, we go one and one in that set too. So that would put us at uh, twelve with one game. So eleven, eleven minus three is eight and three. Then you got Tennessee in Philly. We just talked about it. We're probably facing Malik Willis. I don't see how you can. You think so? Yeah, I think Malik Willis starts this year at some point. I think he's shown too much in the preseason uh, with his with his few uh, like flash plays to to ignore it. I, I don't think you can see, um, uh, you know, I don't see how you can see Tannehill as as your guy moving forward. So uh, I think they win that game. Giants in New York, uh, I think you, we beat them by a million. Uh, not much to say there. Uh, then we have, oh, it's my draft pick. All right. Bears. We have Bears. Uh, we're we're going to demolish the Bears. They stink. Shit, shit on the Bears. Cowboys, we said we're going to split. Probably start resting our starters by that point. Because <laughs> I have them winning every single game except one. Um, it, in all seriousness, it does look the schedule does look to me like thirteen to fourteen wins. Yeah, like I don't think and like they gave us really a powder puff schedule for the most point, uh, for the most part. And the Eagles are marginally better or more than marginally better, and they wouldn't have to be more than marginally better to win a couple extra games. Yeah, I you agree. know, like they don't have to. They didn't have to take the leaps and bounds that they did to win more games in this schedule they were a nine-win team last year it, that's what i'm saying uh, yeah, so you know it's it's very impressive so uh, uh, so i'm feeling pretty good going into the season i think it's gonna be a fun one yeah yeah so so we both so we both had them um, i'm just just for the fun of it i'd like to look at it at the end of this year so uh we both said what did we just say all in all 14 wins 14 it's and like three. 13 to 14 i think 13 to 14 so book it 13 to 14. And then bold predictions. Any you got any? You got any big bold predictions that you'd be willing to put uh, you know, an egg on it? Egg it up. Hmm. 14 wins would be so stupid. It would be so sick. I would be so ignorant. <sighs> I got a bold prediction. Mhm. No. Actually, I was going to make a bull prediction, and then when I said it in my head, it sounded really stupid. So I, I've got a couple. I've Go got ahead. a couple really. So I'm going to start with the most out, uh, like reasonable, and then I'm going to up it. Uh, the Eagles will be one of the top seven rushing teams in the league and will not have a single 1,000-yard rusher. Because I think it's going to be a three-headed monster with like a deadline guy coming in, in the middle of the year. Uh, secondary, after however many years it's been without having a thousand-yard receiver, I think this year the Eagles are going to have two. I think both AJ Brown 
and Dallas Goddard will have thousand yard seasons. And I think on Dallas the ba- Goddard's going to have a thousand. I think so. Uh, I think on the back of that, and then you know probably like a pretty juicy, uh, you know the rest of the team looking pretty good. They go, they get two two thousand yard receivers. Uh, that rushing ability is shown by taking it away from the running backs. They go fourteen and three. Jalen Hurts wins the MVP. Oh, Jalen Hurts MVP. I've already got money on it, and I'm gonna put more. And I have no regrets about it. I think it it's giving me, and and maybe it's just it's it's like because my brain wants to connect, uh, receive you know prior years. It feels a lot like that Lamar Jackson season where I, I don't know what his stats were that year where he won uh, MVP, but I don't think Lamar Jackson had close to the supporting cast that Jalen Hurts has this year when he won MVP back in 2019. So maybe maybe that's crazy, but it just feels like something is special brewing in Philadelphia. And maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I think it feels like he's it's in his range of outcomes. Put it that way. Um, MVP. I'm not ready to put my stamp on that yet, but I, I mean, mean, it is a bold prediction. You got to say something ridiculous. It is real. It's it's very bold. It's exceptionally bold. It may be a little too bold, but also maybe not. Well, so here's the thing with that. I understand it's probably between Herbert and Allen. That's that's your real MVP race, right? So I would say so. What what would Jalen have to do to to beat that? I, I I don't know, but could you see Jalen Hurts with? I mean, listen. I mean, listen. If I he if he throws if he throws for like forty five hundred yards mm-hmm. and then rushes for like a thousand, you know, like he's in he's in the conversation for sure. You know, if he if he, he could put up a stat line that could be insane, I could be totally wrong. Right now, I wouldn't put money on it, but shit. I mean, well, here's my thing with that. Lamar Jackson, he only threw for 3,100 yards the year he won the MVP. He probably rushed for like another 1,200, though. But that, that's like where, where, and they went 14 and 2. I, so, I expect so it's every just, quarterback to throw for like oh, three, like close to 4,000 right. yards a year, just about. Right. Right. But I mean, that's just my, that's my fun stat uh, or fun prediction, I suppose. Uh, if it happens, sick, I'm going to be. Absolutely insufferable. Here's one for you. I think Devontae Smith has more touchdowns than A.J. Brown at the end of the year. Wow. Wow. I don't think he has more receptions or yards, but I think he has more touchdowns. That is a spicy one. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i write that one down because if you're right on that, that would be that'd be a pretty crazy one. Uh, I think Devontae, people are overlooking him now for some fucking reason because of A.J. Brown. And I love A.J. Brown, but this year he gets to go up against every two, yeah. and he's too good for that. And so he's going to get so many looks just because it's it's just going to be like a cheat code that he's just going to be routing people the fuck up while everybody's worried about AJ Brown. Yeah, I that that's part of the reason why I have Goddard getting a thousand yards because I think Goddard has now become like that is such a mismatch that you have to pay attention to those two receivers and leave Goddard on a tight end. I would hate to be that tight end. Let me ask you a question. Where 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 do you rank Goddard? Recently, I find myself. He's 
like five. He's five. Recently, I find myself not being so sure. Kelsey he's Andrews. as good as I don't think he's bad. I just I thought he was like like breaking out in the top five, mm-hmm. and now I'm not so sure if I think he's breaking in the top five anymore. I think he's the. I think he's. You got Kelsey Andrews, Kittle. Mm-hmm. Is he better than Waller? And Pitts. Those are your five. Waller, Pitts. I think Pitts. Pitts is a wide receiver that plays tight end. Kelsey is a is is more in the like. It depends on what you're looking for too. Like because if you want an all around tight end, I mean, I think it's it's really like Kittle because Kittle blocks, and I don't I don't think you see the same thing out of the other guys. Like Kittle is a good two way player, and he does more. Then just he's a he's a freak when he has the ball in his hand, but he also does a lot, but like that you don't see. I think Goddard is more in that, you know, more cut from that cloth. I still think he's. I have him above Waller because Waller. I, I'm looking at his like overall. Like Waller's had two really three year, really good years, but now I think he's thirty something, thirty one years old. Goddard still has the best years ahead of him, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people without. Now they're pl- they've planned this whole offseason with him being the one, tight end one, no doubt about it. I think that's going to show uh, show up on the stat line week in and week out as well. Give me a uh, give me a well, it can be an eagle if you want, but give me a fantasy my guy. Um, my 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 most owned player so far, and I'm going to try and get him in every single league is Michael Pittman. Uh-huh. I think Michael Pittman is a, is a big my guy, and I've ended up with uh, Damian. This cat's out of the bag with Damian Pierce, so I, yeah. I feel like so I, I I was with him in our ten man league. I thought I got him too early, and then he proceeded to go up around the next draft. And this draft that we're doing right now, he went he went somewhere crazy early. I went, damn, can't believe that happened. Uh. He went in the sixth here, so I think he was. I think I went early, so he's moving up draft boards. You know who else I really like this year? I don't have any more drafts with you right now. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, I think, is going to be great for PPR. Yeah, uh, I have this year. I have drafted so much DeAndre time. Swift in so many drafts this year. I think I have three DeAndre Swifts and a couple more drafts left to do, and I will continue him. to try to draft DeAndre Swift. Um, George Pickens is another my guy, especially if you have a keeper league or a dynasty league. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh definitely. doesn't fuck up wide receiver picks. Yeah, it looks like they um, got this one right again. Damn, yeah, he, he seems to be the truth. I can't believe you just picked him again. Who, George Pickens? Yeah, that's who, that was my next pick. I was waiting until uh, I was ready to pick George Pickens to have this conversation. Right. So right. that I didn't tip you off. Right. Now I feel like a, I feel like a fool. Uh, now I'm going to pick somebody I don't even like. Devin Singletary. Oh, God forbid. He's a not my guy. No, he's not my guy. Do we have any of those? Like, I don't want him. He takes backup. I'm going to take, uh, the Lazard King. I'm just going to keep pounding. No interest in Traylon Burks? Uh, no. Still still going down the boards, man. I'm not interested in him, uh, as much. You know who's got it. Well, Oh, I know who I'm picking next. Is My it, next pick is Isaiah Pacheco. Is it James Pacheco. Robinson? No, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, okay. Mine's I've, be James I've Robinson like somehow deluded myself into thinking I'm going to – and I did it last year too. I drafted like Justin Fields and Trey Lance thinking I was going to be the smart guy who got the good quarterback. I'll probably be end, ending up in the same boat with Pacheco. But, you know. It's the 11th it's round. Fun. 
Oh, it doesn't. It's speak, okay. Speaking of which, before we uh, sign off here, I think we've we've done everything in terms of uh, that league. Uh, in ter- terms of you know the Eagles so far, do you want to run down uh, who you think has the best team in the Philly Specialist League? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's pull it up. It's uh, this, so far if we're going just strictly based off a team name. We got a uh, Charlie Canavan, which is uh, Eddie Canavan's son. I've named myself after. DeAndre's Inferno is pretty good. Thank Co- you. Cooper's Clubhouse and <laughs> Team Average Size Willies. Uh, Elk's gonna give it to you. X's gonna give it to you. Oh, uh, Eck for Eckler. Eckler. Aaron Rodgers is uh, Flynn's name. Team <laughs> Ed Maruka Twelve, Fresh Prince of Hilaire, and he doesn't have a pride of words Hilaire. Uh, Richie Tabs with two in the Brown, one in the Pickens. Uh, team Boom and Team Elbert. What? <laughs> and JJR Sega Whiteside. Uh. Wait, is is it his name? JJ or Sega White? Oh, he's got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I feel really good about this team. I feel like this is the best team I've drafted so far. Well, and let's I, see what the let's see what the analyzer says. Here. It's going to say that Dom Salvato has got the best team, uh, and that's okay because you guys shouldn't be surprised that I'm. Oh, it's my pick. Oh, it's my pick. Oh, it's my pick. Oh, Christian Kirk. Wow, what? He's still out there. I have two running backs. What is going on? See if I remember mm. my. I do remember it. Uh, rate my league. Oh, it's my turn. In this draft, yeah, I just accidentally drafted another wide receiver. I have James Robinson. Thank I, you, everyone. I have the Tony Pollard so and Saquon. Okay, according to this, the best draft is JJR Sega Whiteside, which. To nobody's surprise, is C. Chuck. C. Chuck is good every year. That, con- that consists of Russ, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Okay, we should clarify. Oh, it's a keeper league. It's a keeper league, and he has he had great keepers. Yeah, he had both uh, the best the best two wide receivers to come out of college, and, and then got the first overall pick. Yeah, uh, he has helps. Kittle, oh, Sanders, uh, and then on the bench, Tua, Naeem Hines, Gainwell, Kenneth Walker, Gallup, Hamler, and Alave. The next team, nobody else has an A+. plus. Oh, no. You have an A+. plus. Yeah, you're damn right. And X going to give it to you has an A+. plus. Wes got an A+. plus. Wes had four picks in the first two rounds. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That'll, that'll help. Yeah. That'll help. So, that was a cheat code. That helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Yeah, Dom ended up I'm with... I'm thinking now, I that'll help. I don't remember exactly what your keepers were, Dom. It was uh, C.D. Lamb. It was C.D. Lamb, okay. Michael Pittman, and T. Higgins. Okay. So, your team consists of who? Josh Allen, uh, CMC. Uh, who's my running back to? Travis Etienne. Etienne. Tra- Travis Etienne. Uh, then I have C.D., Pittman, T. Higgins. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is my tight end, one. And then who are my backup? I think I have A.J. Dillon in there. Pollard, Cook. Pollard. Gabe Davis, like that. Yeah, I love Gabe Davis this year. He's another my guy. Wondell Robinson. Yeah, Wondell. I w- wanted to get him in the dynasty. You were like, Dyn- no, no, no. Yeah, I've come around to Wondell. I've apologized. Uh, and I got what I got. I got an A. 
which is fine by me because there's a couple C's in here. There's a couple. Well, who who got the worst there's grade? A C. There's a D. Is it Boom? Alberti. Alberti. Oh, well, he didn't have a first round pick. He adopted the team from Eddie Canavan, who cheated last year and left in shame. He really did that. He threw his own six month old son under the bus and blamed him for being bad at fantasy. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm literally shook. Uh, so yeah, so I rocked out with an A. I'm I'm pretty okay with that. I ended up with Derek. I think my weakest spot is quarterback. I ended up with Derek Carr as my quarterback, but I got Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, and DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, Michael Thomas. I have AJ Dillon, James Robinson, Michael Carter, Jalen Warren, who I probably won't keep, uh, Josh Palmer, Traylon Burks, and the sneaky, deaky, greasy, dirty, filthy pick of the draft. Calvin Ridley, who I will keep next year for a thirteenth round pick, or maybe trade away. Uh, who yeah. knows? It's a good, ta- it's a tasty little little treat. Oh, I have a uh, Pacheco in this lead too, and Tyrion Davis Price, and James Cook. I need my, I need to upgrade. Running back two is tough. It's a tough thing uh, when you do that zero RB stuff. This this league is. Uh really shallow because there's so many players kept. I mean, mm-hmm. you got three to a team. There's 36 guys off the board before you start. Yeah. So it is very difficult to mock for and, and, and to get it right, but it's fun. It's probably my, my funnest league. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm excited to talk talk that shit about this stuff too. Um, yeah, looking back on it, the only reg- I, I don't have many regrets about T- Travis Etienne. I was kind of hoping that I could look back and hate myself, but... I mean, there's there was nothing I could do. There's no, there's no chase. The Chase Edmonds was probably the guy I should have got, uh, but I don't know where he went. Kenny Gainwell, but listen to this. This is this is uh. Well, he didn't have. A, I don't know where any of his picks are. Actually, can I click them? I can't. You could do it on the like the big screen where you click through Boom's picks, but in the chat he said, <laughs> in the middle of the chat we were looking at it and we were like, oh my god. I have no idea what's going on. He said, I drafted the last six rounds whacked. I'm up for trades. I'm going to get glasses tomorrow because I can't see the daft. <laughs> and then he said, half of the TPS is trying to take my drunk- drunkenness as weakness and sending trades. You all just better hope LJ Smith isn't available at 16. <laughs> so the question is, a lot of people may think that Eric was the one who wanted to take advantage of him, but it was me sending him garbage thinking – the joke was I was sitting there with uh, Willis and Albert, uh, not Alberti. I am so sorry. Tabs. Tabs. Um, and I said, I wonder if I can come up with the most ridiculous trade possible and see if he'll accept it. And I sent him like four of the worst trades in the history of fantasy. He did not. So hat, hats off to Boom. Uh, I imagine the day of reckoning is coming when he wins the league, which I'm pretty uh, excited for. I think, I think like, I'll, if I see him winning the championship, I'll just I'll, keep, I'll be like, "Oh, the leaks turned off. I'm, I'm sleeper shut down. I'm taking Naomi off birth control and having a kid, so Whoa. I can say, hey, little Lenny can't can't do fantasy this year.' <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we, this this has gone well. I thought this was going to be a quick little forty five minute. Where are we at? Fifty. Oh, not bad. Yeah, not we're bad. Right where we wanted to be. Next this, week? this one was like a little, a little disjointed because mm-hmm. we don't have a game to talk about. Mm-hmm. We just kind of, kind of just threw it in, and yeah. we're also playing fantasy football at the same time. But that's okay. We just wanted to get back with you guys. Yeah, get wanted you. to say hi. You know, I know you know we were missed 
Eddie. Where we missed, you think? I, I know for a fact Eddie missed me. Okay. Eddie Gallo. Oh, yeah, I missed Eddie. Who did I end up with? Oh, there we go. Who'd you get? I, got, uh, I put my team on auto-pick, and I got Hines and then Pacheco. The prototypical zero RB build. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just going to beat the shit out of people at wide receiver. My starting wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Drake London. Uh, Drake London will probably get replaced with Christian Kirk. And I have, my, I have Andrews in this league, too. You want to dance, baby? Two more rounds. Okay. So, we appreciate you guys coming back and listening for a third season. This is going to be a really good season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Super Bowl year. Um, we're going to win the Super Bowl, so that's going to be really sick. Win 14 games, Jalen Hurts MVP. All the things that we said may happen, will happen, and there's no doubt about it. Make sure that you check out the store, because we got the store. Yeah. Look at Buy us. a t-shirt. We're we got so crewnecks now. Crewnecks are sick. Crewnecks are sick. So fucking cool. Check out Alleviate Media for all your uh, hype man needs. She's yeah. got lots of clients. If you need a dancing school, she's got one of those. If you need brunch, she's got one of those. If you need a podcast, she's got one of those. The best one. If you have a podcast and you need somebody to help you, she's fucking ours. Yeah. Don't can't, even try can't it. have her. But the other stuff, that's fine. No problem. Yeah. If you have anything else, and, and start going into hoogie shops and ordering the Philly specialists. Yeah. And when they say, what the hell is the Philly specialist? Then you say, what do you mean? It's a, it's a chicken cutlet in vodka sauce with... A long hot and mozzarella, and you have to say with the U. Uh, yeah, yeah. See how that goes for us. <laughs> and uh, if anybody wants to, owns a hoagie shop and wants to start to do that, a deli, if you will, you know, why not? Anyway, we appreciate you coming out again. We are the Philly Specialists, and go birds, go birds. Mm-mm-mm.